Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. episode of Skyrim Off the Record. This is episode 16, and I am not the producer. However, I will be your first chair host this week. I am Ivarwin. Joe is still on vacation out in California. We miss him very, very much. We miss him greatly. We hope he returns soon, but we have a little treat this week. He should be calling in from, from California to say hi to us, so we'll be looking forward to that. As always, my second chair is a man who's old and wise and, and quite knowledgeable about all things lore. He is the lore man, the man with lore, the man with Lou, the Lou man lore, lore man Lou, lore, Lou, Lou, lore, 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 lore. Lou, Louish with the lore, lore, Louish, lore Louis Olan. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're going to go with that intro. I think I'm done. <laughs> um, anything, morning, anything you say, anything you say is going to be instantly better than what I just said. So, <laughs> nice. Good morning, all. Good morning, chat room. Great, great morning to be here for those of us in the Eastern Time Zone. Looking forward to a great show. We have got a lot in store for you. So, man, can't wait for this to start. Get going. Yep. Well, it's it's happening. Get yourself, get yourself prepared. Uh, next to him, who occupies the seat of honor, next to Lou, Lou's right hand. The other, the other honored and and distinguished, smart guy <laughs> that, that pops in from now and again, David Dianforce, crap audio. I didn't have to tell Lavarwin to hit the record button because he got harassed this week. Adams, <laughs> great to be here again with y'all. Hey, everybody in the chat. So uh, this is the seat of honor, huh? So I shouldn't have farted when I sat down. Um, no, no, you, you can you can do whatever you want as 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 the seat of honor next next to Lou. You can uh, you can you can pass gas as much as you like, I suppose. Hi, Lou. How you doing? <laughs> oh, no feeling much better. <laughs> no, no hand holding. You too. No hand holding. <laughs> uh, chat room. I just want to thank everyone for for coming in today. As always, today's record date is Wednesday, the twenty first. It is uh, eleven thirteen a.m. And we're gonna start taking you through this this zany little thing we call Skyrim off the record. Uh, at first, we like to we always like to talk about our sponsor, Doghouse Systems. Uh, if you're looking for for an awesome awesome gaming computer, okay, maybe maybe you uh, maybe you just downloaded uh, Skyrim 1.5 and you're saying, you know what, this looks this looks amazing, but uh, my my computer keeps crashing. Or you've got another game that you're you're playing and you say, you know, it could I could unlock so much more potential with this game if I just had a better computer. Or, or maybe you're playing your, your game and, and your cat knocked your tower over and the whole thing exploded and you really could use a new computer at this point. Fear not, for Doghouse Systems is there. Yes, uh, in, in gaming computer raid creation, they are the superhero. They will, they will uh, take you into their family. You will be among their brood. They'll, uh, they'll cuddle you and love you up a little bit with their, <laughs> their customer service. 
doghousesystems.com. They, they're going to make a super awesome gaming rig for you. And um, on top of that, your games are going to run smooth. They're going to run clean. They're going to run perfectly. They're going to double your RAM. If you put in the code off the record, all one word, when ordering one of their awesome gaming rigs off of doghousesystems.com. And, and to boot, they are also going to give you the best customer service the industry can offer. Awesome customer service. They're going to sit down with you, chat with you a little bit about, about what you want in your rig. Uh, they'll also, if there, anything ever goes wrong with it, you just call them right on up and say, look, I got this, this one thing. It's, it's an issue. And they'll say, no problem. We'll take care of you because, because you are a gamer like us. You're one of the family. So we're going to take care of you. So don't think of it as, as purchasing just a computer. You're, you're buying into an investment is really what it is. You are investing in your, your gaming time. So. DoghouseSystems.com for an unbelievable, awesome gaming computer. DoghouseSystems.com. Lou, you played Skyrim this week. I know it. Yes, I, know you I did. have. I'm guilty. I'm, I'm clairvoyant <laughs> like that. <laughs> I went always, down the clairvoyant tree. Always tell us a little Skyrim. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? What'd you do this week? Well, uh, I'm also tying this into what we have going later on today with the mod section. But just a little hint, I downloaded one of the mods that are out there. It's called the Grandmaster Mod, for short. I'm, para- I'm just short in the title for now. And it's for unarmed and unarmored combat. So the mm-hmm. creator for this mod, yeah, I took a look at it, read the description, saw some of the screens he had posted. So I figured, you know what, I'm just going to try it out, see what it's like. So what I've done the past couple of days, I created a test character, again, <laughs> to try the mod out. Just so I wouldn't touch or ruin uh, anything else for my other... Uh, my other characters. And as of now, it's not too bad. You know, I'm liking it. It definitely is a lot different fighting unarmed <laughs> with the weapons in hand. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like playing, I guess, one of the like typical fighting games that are out there, like the Xbox and 360, you know, for the 360 or the PS3. But it's not using cheesy moves either. You know, these moves are actually, they're believable, okay? You're not doing some force throw, pull, or whatever I have, you know, or, or a Ryu, you know, Hadouken-type toss, you know, with chi ball. But it's a lot of fun, and it does take some getting used to, all right, because you are, you know, it takes a while to get used to the fact that you, you're not seeing a weapon in your hands, and you definitely have to start using uh, your left and right mouse button to have both your fists swinging. Really? Yeah. It helps. <laughs> and then what the creator did was that he actually added some more animations to where he actually... You put in like a roundhouse kick, which is pretty cool. Oh, does drain a lot cool. of stamina though, and, and a and a, uh, a flip kick as well. Does the does the camera turn as well when you when you do the do the kick? No. Okay. No, no, it doesn't. It, it just it's like regular combat, you know, unless right. you move the mouse camera itself on your own. The okay. Camera with your mouse. That, that's how it works. Well, that's good. That'll at yeah. least keep you sane while. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, and I hope he keeps improving his mod because. Some of the attacks he put in there, he added later on, which I downloaded the update for, and he's looking uh, to put some more stuff in there, and I really think it's going to appeal to those who really want to try out the monk-style fighting, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you a reason to actually start wearing the clothing items you see within the game, because part of the mod, you know, assumes that, uh, you know, if, you, if you're wearing just clothes, you know, that's when the abilities and the perks actually you know, take effect, or they're most effective that way, Okay. Okay. So you can't wear anything but the clothes. So you can't wear light armor or anything at all. So it's just right. it's just straight up clothing. 
Right. You know, whatever tunics sure. you find, boots, fine clothing, fine gloves, fine boots. Yeah, that's what you that's what you have to wear to get the most out of the unarmored portion of this mod. Huh. That's gotta okay. be awesome. Yeah, and unarmed, yeah, it's just bare fists. You know, and I'll save the rest of it for later, but yeah, I, I do have a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to some more updates from this guy because what I've seen too, especially the kill cam, <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. And I'm enjoying it right now. So this guy also made his own kill camera shots. As well. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think what happens is the kill cam incorporates it into the uh, into the game. Okay. So nice. it's not like he he created a cinematic. He just kind of you know dropped this information into the into the code and it takes care of it. It, it takes care of it. I hope, okay. I'm really looking forward to more more updates from this guy. Now, <clears throat> when you installed this thing, did you did you make a a Khajiit, uh in order to get the most out of this? Because no, they but do. I should have. You know, okay. Not yeah, they get have. unarmed, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, that, yeah. I actually created the Breton, Breton character. I didn't think about that either. It slipped my mind. Well, there Not we go. We've got would make a Khajiit even if it was getting a bonus, but that is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dave, what about you? What's been going on this week in, in Skyrim? Um, well, I I had two really big events, kind of just playing around. I was trying to figure out how the vampire prison thing worked and i guess it's over my head because i uh let myself become blood hungry like an entire i walked up to a town thinking oh well my dude's hungry so i'm gonna go get something to eat i'm gonna find somebody sleeping and feed from them well apparently when you're a vampire running out of blood people notice oh yeah do they ever so I I walk into the town <laughs> and didn't even notice that every single guard outside the town was following me. Oh, yeah. And now I'm inside the town and I have a swarm of people going at me. <laughs> <laughs> so it got so bad I just had to go back to an old save because like I ran so far. People were from like little houses were attacking me and I even had Wolves try and attack me along with them. They're like, "Hey, look! That guy's getting beat up by townspeople. Let's go help him." It was Get him! <laughs> so, you smell blood. So, I ended up running just so far that I was like, "There's no way." So I went back to a previous save, and yeah. then I remembered, you know what I should probably do? I should get the Wabajack. Wabajack. Uh, Wabajack. 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 <laughs> Exactly. Y'all, y'all probably remember this from last week. The Wabajack mm-hmm. is a magical staff that you can get that uh, lets you cast a random effect on an enemy. Now, which is kind of neat. Uh, went through the, the storyline. The storyline was crazy. It kind of teaches you how to use the Wabajack, uh, which actually means it pisses you off for about half an hour before you figure out how to just complete it and... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I got my Wabajack after reading the blog and I I eventually got out of this little pit where the, the Daedra dude was he was just messing with me and got me stuck in there and yay for glitches but I eventually got out and was playing with the, the Wabajack wait what, what, what glitch what are you talking about well apparently you what you do to find mm-hmm. the Wabajack, you have to talk to the this guy at a specific inn, and he sends you off to talk to a guy who's randomly walking around town. 
the guy who's randomly walking around town tells you that his master... Because he's got nothing better to do. He's just randomly he's, walking around exactly. town. Exactly. Smelling the roses, buying apples. <laughs> well, he's he's lost his master. Okay. And he gives you this thing called Pelagius's hip bone, which is actually a hip bone. Okay. And I'm looking at it right now. I have Skyrim up. It is it is actually a hip bone. It's a hip bone. And <laughs> I, I can tell you have Skyrim up because your your audio is kind of tweaking a little bit. <laughs> okay, well, I'll get out of I'll get out of Skyrim. There's so, no game playing during podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I had that so I, I would remember what the name of it was. Um, so he tells me, "Here's this hip bone. You have to go into this house and find my master, who's a Daedra prince, and you have to have this to be able to get into it." Jeez, talk, so, about, talk about dumping a buttload in your lap all of a sudden. <laughs> I know, just randomly. Hey, find my master. He's on vacation, and he doesn't want to right. uh, talk to me. Sorry, so, talk to, sorry, talk to this guy. <laughs> so I had to go talk to his master for him. Uh-huh. And his master is in this magical world of crazy illusion and fantasy. Right, because where else would he be? He wouldn't be hanging out, you know, on a beach somewhere in, in the Caribbean. Right. <laughs> so I walk up on him having dinner with a dead guy. Namely, the guy whose pelvis I'm carrying around with me. And I explain that I want you to stop you know, hanging out in this magical world and get back to work. He says, I'm not going to do it unless you play with my staff. And <laughs> um, so you have to go through these three trials, which all glitched out on me. I guess they time out after a while. Eventually, I... Uh, Looked at I, I looked him up online to figure out how to get out of the place. Talked to him, and he glitched out and wouldn't even teleport me out. So, oh great, yeah, I was stuck in this magical forest <laughs> <laughs> by myself, and all alone, by myself, <laughs> without any of my armor. Couldn't pull up my map. No doghousesystems.com to snuggle no dog, with. Nothing. <laughs> So eventually, I guess it times out and kicks me out of the place while I'm in the other room. I come back and find myself in the middle of this beat-up house and eventually get out. But anyway, to the point of this whole story, Mm -hmm. I get outside to play with my Wabajack. (laughs) Finally, This is a family show, Dave. Watch that. It's a family show. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll keep it PG enough. Thanks. (laughs) I go up to this group of robbers. I guess they are. They just run up to me. Bandits. And there's like three of them. The first one, I shoot him with the Wabajack, and it makes, I, I guess I gave him crabs. I made him a mud crab. <laughs> <laughs> so he, the dude, first dude's a mud crab walking around, which is hilarious. The second dude, I hit him with it. He explodes and turns into a pile of blue goo. Well, blue goo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the third dude, I shoot him with the, the thing, it hits him with electricity. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I shoot him again. And that, you know that uh, when you take a, a, a health potion, how it turns like it glows around you? Yeah. It did that to him. Aww. I fully healed the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Who then came after me and one shot me in the face. So No. Yes, so now Ouch. I'm I'm back to trying to get out of this house, which I can't remember how I got into it in the first place. Epic Webajack fail. <laughs> yep. oh, so wow. it, you gotta be sure when you're using the Wabajack, because weird stuff happens. 
crabs, blue goo, and healing my enemy to have them kill me. Right. To one-shot you right in the face. It was, it was, it was pretty epic. It was yeah. pretty epic. <laughs> Thanks for the heal, bro. <laughs> 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 All right, Lou, you got anything else? Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that, that artifact. You know, I'll probably just get it, but other than that, that's it. It's just going to be nice and store away in the house. Never going to use it again. <laughs> Once I get to that point. <laughs> I wonder what the guy who got turned into a crab was thinking. Like, did, did he did he attack you as a crab, or did he walk away and then... And then... He, like, walked around for a little, little bit. Well, I eventually... I I had to get through him to get to the third dude that I was going to test it on. He's walking around, he's like, so this is I, life now. I, I am smacked now a crab. the dude, and he stopped being a crab, and then I smacked him again, and he died. But okay. uh, the point is, like, I could just imagine for that first few seconds that he'd become a crab, like, his first thought must have been, finally, <laughs> finally! I can live out my dream to be a... And then he got hit, and it popped him out of the crab form, and <laughs> you know, just ruined his life right there. Either that or he said, you know, like, this sucks, and now I have to figure out how to find a crab female. (laughs) (laughs) How how do I do this? (laughs) My only thought there is uh, that scene from Hitchhiker's Guide where, you know, it turns into a giant whale, and he's falling through the sky, and he's trying to make up words for the ground. (laughs) What is this? A cold wind! <laughs> and then he has the, he has the uh, he has the thought and dies. <laughs> exactly. I love that movie. That is such an awesome movie. I've never laughed harder in a movie. I had to pause the movie for like fifteen minutes just to just to wipe my face with tears. And <laughs> okay, um, I think we're we're about ready to to move on to the news. What do you guys think? Time for the news, yeah. guys. Little little Tamriel times. I think going so. On over there. Okay. Um, just just to add in one one little bit, uh, we are we are looking for extra hosts as well uh, for for the network. And um, oh, hold on a second here. We've got Joe. Is that you? No, this is Mystery from the chat room. Oh Lord! All right. Was, yeah, you hacked in, huh? Mystery from the chat room. All the Wabajack <laughs> talk and Dave and the pigtails got me going. <laughs> Great, we're getting hey, flamed. Guys. We're getting flamed on our own show. <laughs> well, I'm glad someone enjoyed my horrible man. Experience. That uh, those pigtails and and the uh, Wabajack just got me going. Right. I don't know. Joe, welcome back. How are you? I am tired as hell. It is 7 a.m. here, or now 8 a.m. <laughs> You're up early. Yeah. Well. What can I say? It's Cali. It is. I'm getting that Cali accent going, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's been going on over there in, in California? What can you What can you tell everybody? What have you been up to? Uh, a lot of time with family, and then I'm at uh, my boy's house, Mike, Mike Forney, and we've been gaming it up for the last two days. I think we beat, yeah, we beat um, uh, Twisted Metal in one night on the co-op mode. Cool. Nice, nice. So much fun. I think we played uh, way too much Modern Warfare Three last night. No such thing. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you, how'd you guys do with going, that? Um, we did pretty good. Not too bad for online split screen. Were you were you you know fighting other people online or or just you know your, yeah. yourselves? How was so your? I was uh, playing on the Xbox though, and I hate that controller. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, well, you're not used to it. It's 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 a change between the the PlayStation controller and the Xbox. It's a big difference. <laughs> when I pick up a PS3 uh, remote control, it's like 
I gotta. It takes me a while to acclimate to it. But hey, this is Skyrim. And it is. I got a little bit of Skyrim time in before I took off on my flight, and uh, I, I found out that um, I can juggle things. So I was in a dungeon in I want to say Whiterun, mm-hmm. and they had baskets down there, and I was using my my little my little uh, Jedi powers to, or not Jedi, it'd be <laughs> Sith powers actually, <laughs> to oh. juggle baskets all over the place and i was giggling like a little girl i just couldn't stop now what do you mean juggling like you're actually like i would shoot a basket and it would sit there and bounce all over the walls for like five minutes so i hit another <laughs> one it would bounce too it was like a little basket bouncing ball room it was crazy doing the raven thing again shooting electricity and everything oh heck yes <laughs> and now i can't wait to get home get the new goodie patch and get stuff that i can see fun Goodie patch, yeah, yeah. We're just about to, uh, we're just about to start talking about that. What else were you doing in, in Skyrim this week? I was actually debating if I wanted to become a werewolf because none of us really have done that much. So I might just do that just to talk about it because we get complaints about it. And uh, you were, I believe, before I interrupted you, were talking about how we we're going to be interviewing hosts next week. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Why don't you? Uh why since you do it better, why don't you tell why don't you tell everyone exactly what's going on and, and, and what we're looking for and Sure. The Quest Gaming Network is looking to expand and we are opening up new shows and filling spots on old shows. Because we're kinda doing a little bit of a host shift. The only thing that's not changing, guys, is Skyrim off the record. That one's gonna stay as is. Yeah, we got a good formula. Got a good formula here. So we are looking for full time hosts for the network. It's a volunteer time position pretty much and if you would like to be involved in podcasting and have ever considered it or like to talk about games email us email us with an mp3 of you talking to us talking about yourself your interests that kind of thing your game likes and if we'd like what we hear we will send you an email and ask you to go in for a skype interview now we uh we already know what what shows we're uh, we're going to be putting onto the network you know we don't necessarily need you know, ideas or or anyone saying like you know oh, we should do you should do this and you know we're not necessarily looking for ideas we're just looking for for voices and and um, and, and personnel. So honestly, we are considering two shows right now that are mm-hmm. going to probably be a big possibility that we're going to do, and one of them is for Diablo three, and the other one will be for Minecraft. And we also have the general gaming podcast that we're doing. Mm-hmm, that's right. And we're going to have a spot open for that. I might ask Dave to do it though. Because I just think he's too sexy. <laughs> With the pigtails. Well, <laughs> Again, it's the pigtails in my wabbajack. I'm going to do this live on the air. Dave, hmm? would you like to be a permanent member of the Quest Gaming Network, sir? No. Okay. <laughs> well, that's done. Are you kidding? You have to ask? Come on. <laughs> hey, make it official. Make it official here. Wow. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm hiring a. Dave Adam. right now. Hereby agree. To officially state my purpose to <laughs> gaming podcast quest network. This all is right. such an awesome live moment right now. I you have no <laughs> idea. Like we didn't even Dave, did we prep you for this at all? Uh Lou did, yeah. <laughs> You're a liar because I didn't even know that Joe was gonna be saying this. <laughs> no. This is totally uh, yeah, awesome. Probably should have talked to my number two, but that's okay. No, 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 no. We did, we did talk. We spoke about yeah, this last night. during Are the week. We last night, like every time he talks to me, he's like, 
hey, Dean, we're going to do this and that. We want you to, be, to talk to you about coming on. and the, you know. And well, you're the one that pissed a deer for two months. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that is true you know when i spoke I, I asked i asked dave last week if he would if he was still interested in doing something and and he said he he was and i said all right let me talk to joe and so you know i mean yeah i guess i guess he kind of knew it was coming but um well yeah still it, it is kind of blown me away like last week Varwin complimented me during the podcast and i was so flabbergasted i didn't even know what to say well, it wasn't just me who complimented you. I mean, we also we had a we had an email too that, that <laughs> said Dave was like awesome and stuff. <laughs> and one more thing, actually, I believe we are going to be filling a spot on the Star Wars off the record as well in the near future. Uh yeah, yeah, we're we're doing a little bit of a change up with that. I'm going to be because things are are changing and, and being switched around. Um, I'm going to be taking the show on full time myself. I'm going to be uh, first chair as that because, uh, you know, Joe is the producer of the network. I'm going to be first chair of that show. Lou is uh, going to be second chair and uh, and writer as well. And we are looking for a third chair for for Star Wars off the record. So we're, we're interviewing for that as well. Uh, you got to you got to play Star Wars. That's the only thing you got to play Star Wars. Uh, the Old Republic. That's really kind of the only requirement that we have for that. <laughs> Other than you know, you, you know, you got to be a good conversationalist, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, well, we we figure that out as as you know. Oh yeah, as, you have to be eighteen or older, and that's there's legal reasons for that. And I'm not going to get in detail what those reasons are, but let's just say that we can't allow hosts under the age of eighteen because it involves a lot of parental consent and all kinds of stuff to use your voice. Yeah, look, so, it's kind of janky at that point. Yeah, so you have to be eighteen or older. Uh, give us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys. We have a couple interviews we're doing next week. We look forward to talking to those uh, gentlemen. Um, if you're female, you're going to have a step up. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. So we got a lot of projects. I'm, I'm kind of stepping off of Star Wars because, well, for one, Ivarwin's, it's Ivarwin's baby, and he's good at it. But also, I need to put myself in other positions in the network so we can not be too focused on one area yeah we want to spread ourselves thin so i'm going off to work on other projects such as the quest gaming podcast thingy which we haven't come up with a full name yet and i might be joining in with one of the other new shows as well so yeah the hosts are out here and we're going to be in all different kinds of shows our main site's going to be changing to our network site and we're going to have most of our shows there listed. Anyway, I don't want to take up too much time on that because we have Skyrim. No, 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 no. It's this is this is uh, this is this is good. All this is good. Big so. things coming, guys. Indeed. Keep your ears open. Keep your eyes open. Watch the sites, Twitter. All right. Um, I guess with that, we're gonna we're gonna start heading into the Tamriel times. Uh, Joe, you gonna stick around with us? If you want. Yeah. And yeah. then I'll stick around. Yeah, uh-huh. but you have to be fourth chair because. I we've like already claimed our chairs. Nice change of pace. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've already taken the chairs. Vacation talk here. <clears throat> let's slide a let's slide a, a chair over here for Joe and and uh, and saddle up because we got a great show planned. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Yarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel times. Your source for news in Skyrim. Welcome to the official and community news of Skyrim. Skyrim off the record, the Tamriel Times. 
So Lou, you were you were dingling around with the show notes last night, and uh, and you had this idea, right? You saw this little thing, and and uh, mm-hmm. and here it is. And why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> all right, this is all taken from latest info I can gather from uh, the Bethesda blog. Uh huh. All right, that Skyrim 1.5 is out. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right, it is now available on Steam, okay, as of the 20th, which was yesterday. All right, and Bethesda released some new features for the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, as well as a host, I mean a host of bug fixes for the game. This is, now, part, of their, this is part of their free title update thing that they, that they were saying that they wanted to do that's going to add in, like, you know, tiny little features that they're not going to include in their DLC. They're just going to give this stuff to us for free. Which right. is awesome. Oh, yeah. Correct, and just so everyone knows, as of, well, I'll say that for later. As you may recall, if people have watched the Game Jam video that was out on YouTube or on the site itself, yes, some of the stuff that they said that they were thinking about, all right, they are slowly starting to put in. Okay, what they can. For example, big thing is the new cinematic kill camera. Yes, for projectile weapons and spells, it's out there. So if you want to look at yes. it, oh yes, download it <laughs> and take a look at it. Um, they also brought in. Some new kill moves and animations for melee weapons. Okay, that's out there as well. Don't they have um, kill cams for unarmed combat now? Yes. Yes, they do. It is available as well. Nice. Lou, like did a you... suplex move? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lou, did you, did you start checking out some of these, some of these kill camera shots? I, I, haven't, I haven't seen them yet. Yes, actually, I'm going to tie it in for later on. Uh, actually, with... Some of the melee moves is actually correct. Um, as mentioned by Minus in the chat room, the suplex. Yes, that's actually out there. I actually have done that move. My, uh, my monk character that I created a couple of days ago. Really? Yes. She'll actually set up uh, a bit of a joint lock, and then she slips in for the shoulder throw. And she actually <laughs> she, she properly sets her, herself up and executes the move the way it's supposed to look, and it's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't wait to check that out. What about the uh, the magic, the uh, the magic kill cams? Have you seen that yet? You no, know, I haven't tried the magic no. yet or the or the projectile yet because I, I was when I downloaded all the stuff, I was just using it on my test character, and I still have yet to see it on my uh, for the bow <laughs> for the spells. But I'm gonna try it later on today though, and okay. tomorrow. Cool. To see how that comes out. Very good. Uh, another little thing. Um, they also added well shadows, more shadows to guess get more ambiance, get more I guess visual visual beauty in the game. For the grass, it's out there. It's only for PC users, though, for now. Okay. Okay. Uh, they've also added that smithing skill now factors in a created item's value. Now, all right, let's see. Smithing skill now factors in the created item's value. Th- this, to me, I'm I'm not I'm not drawing the connection with this. Does this mean like um, it takes your your smithing skill into account in order to see how powerful the weapon's going to be, or it looks at how powerful? the weapon is when you modify it i mean do we do we know exactly like what this I language refers to the same thing because that could be many different things it's a little uh, ne- it's a little nebulous yeah it's a little vague i think it's more like when you actually create the item at the sporge so the higher level skill you've got will contribute directly contribute to the value of the weapon or armor you're creating or jewels that you're creating right there okay it says created item so it's something it's gonna be something from scratch Right. Okay. As opposed to if you're just refining something, what have you? Okay. Okay. All right. So we're 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 uh, all right. So we're basically saying that when you make an item, okay, it okay. All right. Now I, I get it. All right. Smithing skill now factors in 
as the created items value. So when you create an item, your skill in smithing is determines how powerful that item is going to be. So it's basically what we were thinking it, it basically it was. Right. So if you only got like maybe a 43 in smithing and you're trying to create a weapon or a piece of armor, yeah, it, what you create is going to reflect that low skill. Okay? Right. Mid-range skill, mid-range type weapon, armor, jewelry. Yeah. Okay, and so forth. Yeah. Um, the next that's, thing to bring up? That's good. because Is it just smithing that does this? Or, you know, is are they just saying smithing and it really does apply to, you know, alchemy and... Uh, for now, they just said smithing. That's all they were alluding to, the fact that they outright said it's, it's smithing, the smithing skill that's going to have this. Okay. Spill it. All right. You know what, though? I like this because I have a feeling that, you know, Bethesda is the kind of studio where they're they're going to they're gonna throw something out there, and if it if it looks good, they're going to, you know, embrace it. And hopefully they, they this goes well, and I think it will, because this just sounds awesome. If they embrace this and, and, and go you know, across all professions with, with this right here, I think it's going to be beautiful. It's going to make, it's going to make these professions just so much more interesting. Well, as glass pointed out in the chat room, he's correct. Uh, it already applies though to, to alchemy, but the fact that they actually had to bring this out as a, a you know, one of the improvements in the game mm-hmm. that maybe when the game first came out, you know, alchemy was set, but for some reason, smithing wasn't, wasn't coded properly or just wasn't using the proper, uh, Guidelines from each player character's score, you know, character sheet to affect what they were doing at the forge. Okay. So this is actually pretty good. I, I mean, I'm glad they brought that in there because you know, if you've got that epic skill for smithing, you know, you, you should be making some kick-ass weapons and armor. Yeah. You know? Well, so. thanks, thanks to uh, thanks to Glass for the for the uh, the correction. Um, let's see the next one they brought up. Uh, they improve the visual transition when you go into water, so it's not too fuzzy or too crazy. <laughs> All right. Is whatever so people may have some, had some issues with, you know, swimming in water, how bad it could have been, or, or just how, uh, I guess, wonky it looks with the underwater effects and such. They also brought in a they improved distance level detail transition. Man, I can't wait to see this patch. Yeah, I gotta get home now. I want to fly home now, <laughs> especially <laughs> with the snowy landscapes. Okay, they've improved that as well. Big thing I wanted to point out as well: uh, console users. Don't despair. All right, these features and bug fixes are coming to each platform. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing holding it back is the fact that they've said, as I said, it's they they will they will do it. They're going to do it. But of course, it all depends whenever it clears manufacture. So, whatever division is responsible for Sony's content for PS3, same thing with Microsoft mm-hmm. and the Xbox 360. Okay. Right. Obviously. You know these patches have to clear these manufacturers because they don't want to cause issues, you know, with their system. So whenever they get around to it, you know, it's it's in their it's in their court. Okay, they've got to give Bethesda the go ahead. Say yes, this patch meets with our standards. It's going to work. Go ahead, we'll release it. We'll release it to our people. You know, to the people on you know live and then on the PlayStation Network. So yeah, again, it's just got to clear that that process. Yeah, it's just got to go through that process of getting cleared. So I guess go back to or you know go back to their websites and see if there are any updates for that. Okay, but keep on it. Big thing too, lots of bug fixes. It's a laundry list of bug fixes. Yeah, I'm looking at this list here. There's like over 20. Yeah, there were quite a bit. Just wanted to highlight or bring up some that may be. Before you do that, I gotta say, you know, it, it's one of the most awesome things about how Bethesda's been about Skyrim is they are staying on top of it. Yeah. Is there is mm-hmm. it's such a huge game that there's bound to be a huge amount of bugs, 
and they've been able to get through and start fixing a lot of everything. If you're having a problem with a certain quest and you have to put it off because of a bug, just hang tight. I give it a month before it's fixed. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty on 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 the spot with that. Um, you're you're 100 right. You know, they 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 jump in there. They they take care of you know of all these of all these bugs relatively quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, th- there was some pretty. Ob- th- I mean, the game released with some pretty obnoxious bugs, and and within a month, you know, a good a good portion of those had been had been worked out already, and then they and they keep going with it too. Right. Mm-hmm. And as you see here, we don't, I'll, I'll address Minus's uh, concern in the chat room. Yes, Minus, they actually did fix that. Um, what, wait, hold on. Well, for for the listeners who who you know are have the the downloaded MP3, what did what did Minus bring up, and then uh, what he wanted to bring up is. Is uh, maybe blood in the ice will work properly at long last? And yes, yes, minus one of the bug fixes is that this: if you kill Viola before or after blood in the ice, it no longer blocks the progression of that quest. Okay, so they fix that that quest as well. Yes, so now that it it will work. You okay. won't have any issues in that point forward with that particular one. Um, let's yeah, see. it's actually yeah, it's right here on the uh, on the list right here. Killing Viola before or after Blood in the Ice no longer bro- blocks progression. And then also below it, fixed issue where Calixto would fail to die properly in Blood on the Ice. So it looks like they, they got that quest worked out. Um, this one down here, the uh, third from the bottom, this one I liked. Uh, the third level of Limb Splitter perk now properly improves all bl- battle axes. Hmm. So I guess that was. Uh, that that's important because now if you know you're you're missing you you would spec into into that area and now you're not you know it's it's broken so now you're not receiving the DPS hike that that it would give you you know that's that's frustrating so I'm glad they fixed that Dave do you see anything on this list that you wanted to you wanted to highlight for the listeners I'm really I really was hoping to be more impressed I hate to be a downer but there's a lot more bugs that they should have been fixing than just this Okay. Well, like what? What specifically? Oh man, do you? There's a list a mile long. I get stuck on everything. All right, if well, there's a place in the world that I can get stuck, I've gotten stuck on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's what's uh, what comes? What's the fourth fr- uh, the forefront of your mind right now? The issue with conjuring battle axes. Okay. Uh, your conjured axe will sometimes freak out. It'll freak out. Mm-hmm. Like it, you conjure the axe, and then all of a sudden it goes, ah, and it runs away. Well, it literally <laughs> doesn't conjure itself, and will uh, probably someone in the chat's going, "Oh, they already fixed that." But that used to be my pr- biggest problem was uh, when I would conjure my battle axe, it would not conjure and stop me from doing anything else with my hands. I told you about that that the other day that. Uh, First time I was guest on the show, I was telling y'all about how I was doing the the D and Smash character, yeah, mm-hmm. and how I summoned my weapon and it just disappeared and wouldn't let me do anything. So I had to use the traps in the dungeon to oh. kill out everything in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Well, hopefully they're they're working on that. Yeah. Well, let's see some other ones that they brought which are good. Um, let's see, crispy. Maybe this will help you. They also addressed an issue where certain NPCs would fail to become these guild fences. If that maybe affects her, you know, your gameplay, you know, maybe that's that's part of the fix. But yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully, I mean, this is just the start of all the bug fixes. I mean, this is pretty good. I mean, this is a good start. Hopefully, Bethesda keeps on the ball and keeps rolling out more of these fixes. Yeah. As you know, as the weeks go on, because quite a bit here, you know, they have do have quite a few quest progression uh, fixes, which is nice. 
because if you're like me, you like to complete quests, you know, just because, you know, it's part of the game experience for you. Yeah, I would definitely get teed if I knew there were five or six quests that were broken, you know, since the game came out and they haven't fixed it yet. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, oh a big one I think I, I like is that followers now sneak properly when the player is sneaking. Yeah, you know, we, we covered oh, that a couple awesome. of weeks ago. I thought yeah. this was already fixed, and uh, yeah. maybe maybe it wasn't, or maybe they're just restating it. I don't know what's up with that. I think it was a potential that... Uh, I think we did discuss it. It was something they were looking into, into doing, but maybe they wanted to mention it again. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's a, there's a long list out there of bugs that 1.5 fixes. If, if you're interested and you want to know where... If if your particular bug has been has been fixed um, and you're you haven't seen it yet, you can always go to bethblog.com. That's uh, that's where this information comes from. That's uh, where their their official list of bug fixes is going to be, and you'll find it on the uh, patch 1.5 headline. All right, guys, any more wow. news? Yeah, my Vicodin just kicked in. Woo! <laughs> so Joe's feeling good. Congratulations. Ah, yeah. Joe's uh, conjuring axes right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I broke half of my molar two days before I went on vacation. Yeah. So the dentist was just like, here, get some antibiotics, get rid of the infection in, in the root, and here's Vicodin to make you happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and man, did it make me happy. And now, now Joe's happy. All right. <laughs> Okay then. All right, guys. Uh, we got a we got a huge bannered mare for you. Uh, big big stuff that we're. If you haven't heard about this, we're going to break it to you. If you if you're involved in in Twitter and, and you keep up on on this sort of thing in Twitter, you probably have heard this already. Um, but I, my guess is most of you may have not. So we're we're excited to break you this uh, this this rumor of information, and then we're going to chat a little bit about what we think uh, the the fallout of this is going to be. So so hang on to your to your jummies because here we go. It's the Battered Mare. Welcome to the Battered Mare. What can I get you? And here we are with the Bannered Mare, our roundtable discussion. This is uh, part of the show when we like to get together and we throw a topic on the table in front of us, and we just kind of pick it apart like uh, like a like a bunch of like a like a bunch of skeevers nibbling on a corpse. Uh, with that, <laughs> Lou, please uh, please segue away from me because I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week on the Bannered Mare, it's just been reported. It's been reported a little over maybe. Five six days ago, all right, that Bethesda and Zenimax are supposedly collaborating to create an Elder Scrolls MMO. Okay, hold, on, stop right there. We gotta wait for the nerdgasm. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, there was an article that was released on Tom's Guide, all right, on the fifteenth of March that stated that they were <laughs> going to come together and make and produce an announcement in May. Of this year, and basically just state that they are announcing plans to create or try and develop a, a Skyrim or an Elder Scrolls MMO. I wouldn't say I'm not gonna say Skyrim, an Elder Scrolls MMO. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And here's today's discussion: Is this a good, bad idea? You know, what are the pros? What are the cons? Now, realize that from the information that was gathered, supposedly the game is going to take place a full millennium before the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, 
and it's going to occur during the second era of the timeline for the game, for the overall universe of uh, the Elder Scrolls. And they're thinking about putting in three factions. Now, let, let me just let me just clarify one thing here, okay? Um, <clears throat> this wasn't just reported on on Tom's guide. Some some dude named Tom didn't like you know dream this up, you know during a during a bad trip and said let me let me tweet this and see if it holds. All right, this was also on on Gamespot.com. I believe GameSpy also reported the same thing. So I mean, like some some legitimate. And I don't know if Tom's guy's legitimate or illegitimate, or not. I've never heard of it. Um, but I, I do know that there are you know uh, legitimate gaming news resources and outlets that have that have said the same thing, have released the same information that that Bethesda has this bit of news worked up that's going. They're thinking about releasing in May. Just to clarify as well, this is all rumor. Nothing's been confirmed. It's all rumor. It's it's a it's an internet rumor right now. So so with that, you know we're we're going to proceed, and we'll 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 go we'll go with that. So assuming, of course, this rumor is actually true, is this good idea, bad idea, pros and cons? Uh, Joe, what's your what's your reaction on this one? First thing I gotta say is that uh, Skyrim off record would then become Elder Scrolls off the record. Wiggle 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 yeah. Wiggle 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 wiggle, wiggle yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Like I, I said this from the beginning. I think yeah. Skyrim has such an already an MMO feel to it already that it made sense to me to make an Elder Scrolls MMO. If they can stick to the same playstyle and premises they have now, the same leveling system, it would be amazing. No set classes. I don't want to see that set class BS. I want to see the revolutionary playstyle and ideas they did with Skyrim port it over into an MMO idea on a, large, a much larger scale. The only thing that, that worries me is, Dave, you're probably not expecting this, is that I don't know about having a massive amount of a player base at once. I think it would be awesome to have smaller servers instead of this huge server. But that, you know what? Honestly, it has its pros and cons. So anyway, I want an MMO based on Elder Scrolls. I couldn't tell you enough how badly I want it because of how... Every time I'm playing Skyrim, I just want to have Tell you okay, jump on with me. Let's go ahead and do this dungeon, do this dungeon, yeah. and we can't. Dave, now I know, I know you feel differently. Just, just so we, you know, we have this established. You know, this is this segment. You know, you can interrupt um, if if any of us are saying anything uh, that well, that you want to, so you know, speak on. Just go for it. I was actually planning to interrupt Widget the second he said the first stupid thing that I could disagree with. Jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't mean it that harsh. No, Dave, you know, Dave, he does have some throat left that you forgot to remove. <laughs> I, actually, um, for the third time, I agree with him. And for he actually made some points that I could actually see, you know, w- would make this work. First off, I think this is a horrible idea, but I'll get to that in just a minute. Um... If this does work, I'd like to see kind of a Diablo 2 style feel to how you make your games to play with other people. I think that the, an MMO Skyrim would work a lot better if there were individual worlds that were open. Like a full open world. I don't think an instanced world would work well in Skyrim. Well, so it had to be I, an open world. You know, they had to kind of blend something like... Um kind of a Minecraft feel. Really do that that open world that the players are changing the world. Exactly. Well, I, but I want to see it that allows 
the player, because it's going to be MMO, you're going to have to have respawns. But the way that they kind of do Skyrim, respawning is not exactly fortunate for the character, the, the player, sometimes. So, I would prefer it if each character had their own individual world that, hey, you want to team up with me, we can go through my world's uh, area and do this and that, so we can well, level up. Well, that kind of negates the idea of an MMO. That's more of a, you know... Well, that's kind of exactly it. That's a co-op I think play. That, I think that this game would be amazing as co-op. I think that this game would do excellent as a dungeon crawler. That's how I fell in love with it, as the dungeon Wait. crawler. You're forgetting, though, an MMO, Elder Scrolls MMO, based that far but before Skyrim, wouldn't be Skyrim. They need to take what they've done right with Skyrim and then make, port it into the idea of an MMO. No classes, nothing. It's all based on player play style, open world system, sandbox, MMO. And have, you know, a few hundred people on in that world. I think um, they they need to reconceptualize the MMO in order to really... They re- make this work well i think they can look at what they do with skyrim oh i, mean, I, I re- oh, yeah i agree they came I, up with a new way of playing a single player rpg yeah the the talent is there that's that's without a doubt but like specifically speaking i'm thinking in in the world of in the world of raiding you know uh, i think if you have more than three people in a dungeon in in a in a uh in an m you know in a elder scrolls mmo i think it's going to take away a little bit because I'm I'm conceptualizing this as as a as a first person combat MMO. You know what I mean? That's that's when I, when you say Elder Scrolls MMO, I'm thinking okay, it's going to be first person, and then I can zoom out into third person. And I'm thinking if they if you have more than like if you do raiding in this game in a type of game like this in this sort of setting, I think more than three people is going to make that really hard to to organize and you know get things moving. So I kind of agree with Dave. Like, if you're gonna make an MMO out of this, it should feel a bit like really more like a co-op. I I would like to see this, you know, go into like a a a live co-op feel. You know, really, you and maybe two other guys exist. You know, you can party up with you know you and two other guys, and and then maybe just exist in this this live world of of the elder scrolls where you know you can go from all the different you know provinces and and whatnot that exist in tamriel so yeah i i agree with that a few things though that i i didn't really care for about what i've i'm looking at with this is that they mentioned that uh this will be set between three different factions for players to choose from i don't like that idea I think that is a horrible idea. And Widget, I'm loving you more and more for agreeing with me on that. That is a <laughs> horrible idea. First off, PvP in an MMO is already stupid. I don't exactly. care who knows it. That is the the worst idea to ever touch an MMO. But it's very well, popular. I said it before, well, it is, but I said it before in previous in previous episodes is how they should make it in an arena style, you know, like a public arena. Arena is not, perfectly fine. Not but, an open but world. But actioned MMO is stupid. Oh, my God. If you're going to be on a server with people, why would you faction them off and make it that much harder to actually play with other people? Especially with how they deal with uh, different types of creatures and uh, integration of, you know, different species into society like giant lizard dude walking around fighting with the good guys and a giant lizard dude walking around fighting with the bad dudes why would you separate that out 
Well, it I depends. See, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to. Well, maybe they could try to rationalize it, but from what I've seen from Skyrim, it just doesn't make sense. They, you have to see what what kind of story that that they have you know worked up though. Um, there's there's a, you know there's many factions that exist in Skyrim. Um, you've got the Imperials. You have you have the Stormcloaks and the 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 Thalmor. And I mean it's already factioned off. It's just you you can't join these factions with the exception of you know the Imperials and Stormcloaks. You know you can join those and there's a quest line obviously for those. If but, you have to choose a faction in the beginning of a game, and and it, it takes away from the whole premises of what Skyrim, you know, developed in the first place, right? It could, like I said, it, it, you know, it, I see this as very dependent on the kind of the kind of story that they have planned for this. I mean, this is a millennia before, you know, anything involving you know the Elder Scrolls that we that we know of. So maybe at that time, it works. I would also like to see if they're going to do this. I would like them. To I would like to see how innovative they get with it, and maybe it's the kind of thing that you you end up joining based on your on your choices, and not necessarily you know the the kind of race yeah. that you are and where you're born, and you know maybe no, okay, they'll. You know, well, the, the way this could work, honestly, I think you're on the right track, Yvarwin. Mm-hmm. Is if you don't start out with a faction, but you have a choice to join into a faction. But they need to have it to where you can go out of the faction. I was just well. going to say that. I was just going to say that. Yes, I yeah, agree. Yeah, see, see, great minds. Yeah. Uh, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what what do you what do you say about you know a faction system? Do, do you feel better about a faction system that you can join and then defect from? Um, there's a game that I used to play called uh, Perfect World, okay. where areas of the game like actual states within the game would be able to fall under guild ownership based on pvp and that would give you bonuses like how much gold you get from doing certain activities or quests or this or that and how much it takes to trade in money toward uh you know buying things at local shops that's a great idea but if you have already instated factions like that in the game everyone's just going to flock to one faction eventually and it may not be the same on every server but eventually every server is going to be weighed heavily to one side or the other just like wow is or at least was back in wrath when everybody wanted to you know oh we need to go in to do uh uh, Vault of the Ancients. Well, we can't because we're Horde and this server's owned by Alliance. Well, that's that's the big problem right now with with uh, with uh, with Tor. It's very heavy um, Empire. So I, I definitely you know sympathize and, and feel what you're saying right there. So you're you're basically saying like factions should be really more merchant type factions versus. I don't see factions in a PvP setting you know, working. They have proved time and time again that PvP is crap in MMOs, and there's no way to do it right if you're going to be making people pick sides for a story. Yeah, line. unless it's unless the game is actually built for you know heavy PvP versus PVE. Yeah, it, it gets you know it gets janky, especially it, when it you... doesn't work. Joe, what, what were you about so, to say? 
What was I about to say? You're about to. All right, we've we've got that medication's <laughs> working. <laughs> yeah, no PVP. We okay. do not want balancing. We do not want the PVP balancing crap that all the MMOs do. Uh, now, what about what about the yeah. player that says, you know what? Um, I love the Elder Scrolls. <clears throat> I love walking around in uh, in first person, you know, doing my thing. I love I love uh, being able to to level up as I fe- see fit, and and having you know not having a an archetype, creating my own archetype, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but the one thing I really want to do is I'm walking around in this world, and I see this guy. And I don't like the fact that he's wearing some robes, and I just want to rip his head off his shoulders. And and you're not you're disallowing me from doing that. Well, one thing they could do, honestly, they can make sub factions. You know how you have like the companions and things like that, or yeah. vampires. Make mm-hmm. sub factions that are at war with each other. That if you really want to do world PvP, you can go join one of those sub factions. Do their whole quest chain to get to that point. Make it something that's hard to do. Yeah. Get in there. And when you're when you're in that faction, the opposite faction or one of the opposite factions that are warring with you, if they see you in the live world, they can attack you. But they can't do it in a city because the guards will kick their butts. And you know, they can oh. add a lot of really cool factors to immerse you in the world with it. But kind of like you know, gang activity, if you will, but not so harsh. Yeah. What? What? Word. <laughs> see, that's exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. I don't want to see factions like that. If, see, if it, you're going to have PvP, patch. and there's nothing wrong with PvP. I have no problem with PvP. No way, it's all choice-based. Well, then again, people are going to team up on the coolest one. If there's any reason, why, like that one's blue. A lot of people like oh, blue. On, so they're all going to go awesome that How awesome would it be to have vampires versus werewolves? I didn't really care for uh, Twilight, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not Twilight. I think something like, you know... Um, uh, what's the other one? Underworld. There you go. Underworld. All right. Well. All right. Okay. So obviously, you know, we feel we feel one way or the other about about factions, um, and it, it would it would really kind of depends on on how Bethesda really implements that sort of thing. But like as a whole, all right. Um, and Lou, I want you to pick this one up. Uh, as a whole, MMO Elder Scrolls. What what do you conceptualize for this? And and what do you what do you first of all do you think it's a good idea bad idea and what are your what are your concepts in your own little head when someone says Elder Scrolls MMO well um I guess with the way the game is arranged now okay in its current form mm-hmm. players aren't pigeonholed into set classes all right the game has allowed us to be flexible in terms of we can be great at this and yet still be able to do this and this relatively well. And I think there's a way for that to actually work in the MMO world. I mean, granted, uh, lots of games have, I guess, hit that brick wall where they always have to somehow involve the whole eternity. You know, that being tank, DPS, healer. And, and you will encounter players who like to be in those roles. That's fine. But now you hear comes Skyrim, or the, the system that's in Skyrim, where you don't have to be a set tank, you don't have to be a set healer, you don't have to be set DPS. You can if you want to. However, you know, now comes a guy, you know, who's a full plate armor wearing tank, and he can cast a fireball just as well as you can. Alright? Or he can heal himself and his companion pretty well. Alright, so there's more room to play, and I think there's a lot more room for experimentation that I think would, would do well. Or give players more freedom of choice to do what they want within the game. You know, again, if you're in a group and you guys do know you need a healer, well, you know everyone can heal if they want to. <laughs> if they you know, dump points into restoration, or you find a player who has 
you know, pretty decent restoration points who can heal a group. You know, there's so many options, so many things that they can do. But then again, the flip side, you are going to encounter players who don't want to think out of the box. They're nice and comfy being in that warm bed thinking all I do is tank. Me tank. Me meat shield. That's all I do. Yeah. Okay. Or me DPS because, quite frankly, they either don't want to or they just don't want, you know, they don't want to experiment. That's fine too, but you know what? If all you can do is DPS, heal, or tank, and you can't find stuff to do because you you've put yourself in that role, because that, that's what you're used to for the past how many years you play an MMO. Don't cry, don't whine. Look in the mirror and say, "Well, what have I done to help my improve my experience?" Okay, if all you ever want to do is just I just want DPS. Yeah, uh, right. Don't yeah, don't don't uh, don't don't, don't, don't blame the game for being bad. Don't blame yourself either. I mean, that's the role you choose. But then again, this is the game you're given. These are the mm-hmm. mechanics that are given. Players don't may not need you because they can DPS and they can heal. All right, so all, all you're saying right now basically, <clears throat> as as long as they keep, you know the 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 way Skyrim plays, which is which is uh, you know it walks away from the archetype system. You're you're thinking that's that's one of the big things that that you would like to see in in this in an MMO. Yes, okay. I mean it, it works in it works here single player. Let's see if they can translate and work that into the MMO world. Uh, Dave, I think it can be done. I'm sorry, uh, Dave. What do you what do you think about that? You think you think lose you you think lose on target no, with this? Lou is very much on on target. I completely agree. I think uh, uh, Joe said it earlier that Skyrim feels like Minecraft in the yeah. way that it's a kind of a free form, free to develop your character, hit your storyline, do whatever the hell you want, whenever you want, for your character. You're not confined in oh well, this area is level gapped. You don't have that in Skyrim. And I completely agree with Lewis that if we're going to have a Skyrim MMO, it needs to have that feel of do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. Precisely. Now, how do we feel about about making this, making the game itself feel isolated and rustic? And by that, I mean, you know, the uh, limiting your ability to group up in the game to when you're in town you you have access to you know all these these ways of grouping up but when you're out of town you don't because you know you're you're in the middle of a field and there's you know there's no one around you so how could you how could you talk to anybody how do, how do you feel about that sort of experience well i would assume that there's going to be a general chat channel as as with current mmos mm-hmm. that you at least have access to that perhaps they broke out different parts of the world I guess zoned them out obviously for maybe to help keep the lag down for instance you know okay like say for example uh, an area around Whiterun would be one zone okay mm-hmm. where you can talk in there uh, or you know you go to Valkyrie okay or Winterhold right and every, or every one are, of these places has their own chat you know general chat and then you, you walk chat, out and all, you know what Avarwin yeah Dovakins can throw their voice. <laughs> <laughs> Just accept it. <laughs> all right, so I mean, we're we're expecting like you know all of the the normal MMO amenities off of this thing, and not necessarily just a you know a real life feeling type game where your you know isolation is is part of that. Um, okay, Dave, mm-hmm. good, bad, good idea, bad idea, or uh, you know. Good idea, just implement it the right way. Bad idea, doesn't matter what you do. It's 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 garbage. Get rid of it. What do you think? 
very simply, I've complained about this so much before, I'll complain about it again. Mm-hmm. I hate Call of Duty. Okay. The game, probably decent. I couldn't care less because it's a cookie cutter game. Same with Mass Effect. Cookie cutter game. Could be the best game in the world. I wouldn't care because the first game is exactly the same as the last game. They, they're they the same thing. They just put the ingredients in a box, shake it up, there's your game for this year. <laughs> I don't want this to become like that. Oh, Skyrim's amazing, so we're going to make 12 more just like it. No, that's not cool. I like what they're doing where they're they're adding you know free updates to the game, making Skyrim excellent. If they're yeah. going to do an MMO about it, I want them to do an MMO. I want them to actually make it feel like its own game and give it time from the release of Skyrim that people will actually be interested to come back to the Elder Scrolls to play this MMO, not, hey, I'm upgrading from Skyrim to this MMO. When they say it's game of the year, they don't mean it's the game you've released from Bethesda this year. That's not what that award's all about. I want them to actually be... Give it time. Actually put effort into it and release it not as a sequel, like, oh, hey, here next year, here's another Bethesda Elder Scrolls game, but its own game. Right. I don't want it to be, you know, another Mother Teresa Princess Die situation. <laughs> you know, okay. like, oh, my God, Mother Teresa. Di- oh, look, Princess Die died. You know, <laughs> I don't want it to be like that. Right. You don't want it to, you know, just be the 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 new thing on the new kid on the block necessarily. Lou, uh, good, bad. What do you think? It's a good idea. It, okay. It, it's, I think it would do well, and hopefully Bethesda will take the time to see what's out there currently in, in the MMO market and, again, learn from the mistakes and learn from the good points, the, the current MMOs that are out there, and plan for the future. You know, when they create this thing, let's say, you know, let's plan several years ahead so we know that features we've got are still going to be viable and it's features that players want and will work with the game, you know, with their vision of the game as well. So they they got to find that, that fine balance between their vision, the mechanics, and what the player base wants, you know? Yeah. But I think they can do it. Um, I, I agree. I think this is an awesome idea. I hope they're going with this. I hope it's not just a rumor. Um, I think, a, you know, like anything else, a lot depends on execution. What I'd like to see out of an Elder, Elder Scrolls MMO is... A, a very uh, natural feel to it. Um, I want to. I, I want it to be. I want it to play the same way as Skyrim does. I want to have that that first person perspective. Zoom out in third person when I when I want to have that look great and be and be smooth. Um, I would like to see the the leveling be the same the same system or at least close to the same system where it's you're not confined to an archetype. I want to be able to build my own character and have it have you know some crazy skills in there. Um, I want to be able to interact with the community, you know, very quickly as well. I I think I think raiding in this this the in this type of environment with a first person perspective, I think um, that I would like to see it reconceptualized, and I would like to I would like to feel. Like it's me and and just a few other guys, and not necessarily have to be confined to you know an army of of people, 
and and maybe that maybe that's not rating. Maybe that's not what that is. Maybe it's it's uh, it's just simple grouping and, and dungeon and dungeon crawling. Um, I would I would like to see rating be difficult to get into, and when you're there, feel like it's it's appropriate for you, and not just be overwhelming. I would like to see that, and I want to see it populated, and I want things to be discoverable. I don't want it to be so breadcrummy where you know you get a quest and you know you it tells you to go here and it gives you a breadcrumb trail you know for each single quest to each dungeon i don't want that i want to be able to walk around you know the the world of tamriel and and you know fall into a well and say holy god this 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 turned out to be you know a massive sprawling dungeon that that took me three or four days to to get through that's that's kind of you know my basic my basic ideas that that come off of a an Elder Scrolls MMO. So I don't I don't want companions. I don't want to have to rely on companions. I want to have to rely on myself. Guys, do we do we have any ideas? Uh, anything else that you want to say before we we move out of the of the segment? Is there anything you want to say about about rating in this game? You know, Dave, you you go first. Weren't they making a multiplayer mod for Elder Scrolls? Yeah. For yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was part of games. Yeah, they they were they showed that in one of the clips that uh, multiplayer slash you know cooperative play is something in the future that they would like to to do introduce. Okay, well that would kill the MMO. So you know what, Bethesda, just do that. I'll be happy. <laughs> All right, Lou, why don't you Lou, why don't you take us out with uh, with your opinion, and then and then we'll we'll go on to the crafting table. Well, I I mean raid content, group content. I, I guess you could pretty much lump it the same way mm-hmm. um just make it group content you know keep it confined to maybe five people six people eight what have you all right just make it challenging okay come up with better ways to challenge players you know the mechanic that's so popular nowadays is the enrage timer okay which is a cheap way of saying all right now it turns into a dps race okay yeah. <laughs> As opposed to actually having the taking the time to figure out what the heck went wrong during the encounter, all right. Hopefully, Bethesda wouldn't not introduce something like that because then the game just becomes the DPS race. Okay, then people want the DPS meters and the logs, all right, and then it becomes a number crunching game as opposed to my God, go out there and have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of potential, but also a lot of pitfalls that they can stumble into if they're not careful. So, let's hope they're looking and doing their homework. And yeah, let's hope. Yeah. Okay. And let's um, see what they can do with it. One one question before we we leave, and I want you guys to answer this in in one in one uh, one word. Uh, Dave, guilds in or out? In. Lou. In. I say out. <laughs> <laughs> out, and I, I'm not trying to be different. I just I think we could I think we could all do without. Um, okay, that's it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the crafting table, guys. If you have any. If you have anything that you want to share with us regarding regarding this whole thing, all right, by all means, this is not the end of the discussion. You know, you can you can always you can always email us uh, Skyrim off the record at gmail.com. Send us your comments, your thoughts, what you think. We didn't cover it well. If, uh, we covered it perfectly. Uh, other ideas that we didn't think of, things that we missed on. Send us a little email. Let us know. We'll we'll talk about it on the show as well. Uh, great. Okay, so the crafting table is up next. We've got a couple of mods here that that Lou wants to uh, turn you on to, and and uh, by by this I mean that I was turned on when I read these. So I'll leave you with that. As creepy as it is. <laughs>
And here we are at the crafting table. Mods and other game enhancements. All found on SkyrimNexus.com. It seems to be our, our preferred our preferred site for these these sorts of things. Lou, why don't you let us uh, why don't you let us know what you got first up here? We got two two mods that we want to feature on the show today. Uh, so Lou, take it away. Okay, uh, this first one I found over on SkyrimNexus.com. Alright, it's a little mod. It's doesn't change a whole lot, but I thought for one of those little quality of life things that we like to see in the game, hey, I thought this would be nice. It's called Personalized Music. All right, Add your own music to Skyrim, and it's by the creator No Aardvarks Allowed. Okay. Now, what he or she has done with this mod, all right, it allows you to add your own choices of music to play within the game itself. All right. Um, this mod is actually... Uh, for those who don't want to use the creation kit to add or replace music within the game, because as of now it's still, when you use the creation kit, it's still a little buggy when you try to add your own music files in the game itself, so this actually uh, bypasses that. All right? It gives you another way, another option using the game itself, uh, using these files. Okay. Now, the big thing I want to point out to people, it's not going to delete or overwrite any of the game's original soundtracks. What it does is that it's just going to add more playlists for the game to access. All right, when it's actually on, okay, when it's running. For example, it's going to add, you can add stuff, more music, or more types of themes of music, you know, when you're in combat, or when you're in building, or when you're in general exploration mode, what have you. Okay. As of yesterday, the creator did update this mod. He said that uh, if you do want to just get rid of the entire soundtrack for the game itself, you can do so now. All right, so he, he or she, they gave you that option. If you totally don't like the soundtrack for Skyrim at all, fine, here you go. You can wipe it clean. And from the get-go, start importing your own music lists within the game. So I can basically play Skyrim and have the Foo Fighters playing around in the dungeon. <laughs> yes. That's cool. Yes. Now, the, the big thing that people should know, too, is that, um, as you remember, you're not deleting. When you use this mod, you're not deleting over writing those files. What it's actually doing is you're, you're just adding more files and lists. So if the original playlist... For combat, it's 25 songs. Now, now you're gonna start from 26 onward. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And also, what I like to point out is that the playlists aren't set. Okay. There's no set pattern to the playlist of the game. Uh, the game will actually select the proper music folder when it sees you're in the right area. So, if it sees you're in a building or in a dungeon, it's gonna go to those files and just pick one randomly to play. All right. So he, you know, the creator wanted to point that out just in case people are saying, "Well, hell, for the past half an hour, I've been doing this and it hasn't played yet." Well. That's because the game is still playing the other files that it's accessing within that folder. Okay, it's not going to go automatically to your music. It's going to play maybe track three, maybe track ten. Oh, then it'll hit track, you know, track twenty-six, which is yours. Okay, so there's no set pattern to it, so don't be frustrated. No, it's actually working. It's just that it again, the game is random. Yeah, hasn't gotten to so it, that. Right, hasn't gotten to it yet. It hasn't accessed it yet. So don't despair. It's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. they've said that you know you may want to just keep. You know, zoning in and out of a particular area until your tracks start to hit. That's just one way of doing it. But yeah, it is there. Yeah. So if you, if you're a dungeon crawling the past two hours, eventually, yeah, you will hear your stuff play. Okay. So. I like this. This is uh, this is kind of fun. This is cool. Yeah, that's. I could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. You could totally like fight a troll and have uh, never going to give you up. Totally Rick roll you. <laughs> yeah. Or Rick Ashley. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you could be running away from a giant while. I ran plays in the background. <laughs> I ran. Um, I ran so far away. 
There's a million and one different. And you complain when I sing. Yeah, I know. I'm awful. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, what do you think about this? Love it. I have a million and one songs I could put in there. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That is that's that is definitely the truth. All right, so personalized music add-on your own music to Skyrim by No Aardvarks Allowed. Interesting name. I gotta give him that. I like that. Indeed. All right. I have a little story. I have a story. What do you got for us, Joe? I was at my mom's house, mm-hmm. and we were playing on the Wii. Like Hi, mom. Every time there, and I was getting sore from playing it. But anyway, I started saying, my, "We were playing archery on Wii Resort," and my mom was doing her turn. I said, "Pew!" As soon as she let go of it, <laughs> uh, she started cracking up. It's like, "Where did you get that?" So I showed her the pew pew <laughs> video. <laughs> every since then, everyone, all my sisters, oh, no. and my brother that were still living, my mom would do pew pew every time we got up for archery and then it got to the point where it was pew pew randomly all throughout the house oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you hooked it you got him you got him saying pew pew now oh i wish i had my pew pew sound oh (laughs) Oh. i don't know what happened to it oh really i know right (laughs) um that's that's great. That's hysterical. <laughs> the whole house saying pew now. Pew pew pew. Please pass coffee. Pew. <laughs> All right. Um. Went and took a pew. Dave, what's uh, what's what's up? What's uh, what's our second mod? Uh, the second mod that we have for today is uh, one we actually spoke about a little bit earlier in the podcast, but I'm glad we have Joe to talk about it with because, you know, him being the super taekwondo ninja master. <laughs> Um, Super Taekwondo. That's an insult, sir. Oh, whatever. It's the same thing. It's you know. It's uh. What do you want to call it? Martial Uh, arts. Dancing. 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 Oh my god. Okay. I think Joe's Uh, gonna whack you over the head next time he says. Then I'm gonna go dance with Dave later. (laughs) I love that one. Um, it's called Grandmaster Unarmed and Unarmored Skill Tree by Lee Carter. Uh, it's for the hardcore unarmed player. It adds unique abilities and perks in an unarmed fighting tree, which could not be implemented with the creation kit. It replaces the two-handed skill tree entirely within the game and becomes the Grandmaster perk tree instead. It adds visual effects on both the targets and player, depending on which perk fires off. Uh, such as standard attacks will have a small puff of dust effect, and impact noise when it lands. Have you actually seen that happen? Yes, uh, yes, I have. <laughs> I heard the impact noises. Is that as BA as it sounds? Um, no, no. He he does want to go overboard. Like he doesn't want to turn it into, you know, like the Hong Kong films, cinema films. Yeah, he didn't want to go over the top of that. He he Dude, made it. Uh, it I know. I was kind of hoping that too. <laughs> but he, he he kept it. He he kept it low key. All right. Okay. So it's kind of like when you're actually hitting a punching bag, or the uh, as Joel testing when you're hitting the the glove, you know, or mm-hmm. kicking the glove that your master or your, or your partner puts up there. That... Kind of sounds like that. Yeah. Apparently, uh, this also adds a few uh, hand new hand to hand animations, uh, which were tweaked and changed to make the motions more appropriate and more uh, monk warrior style. Um, yeah. It just made it flow easier or look more, you know, more realistic, more believable. Because <laughs> ah. you know, uh, you're, not, you're not swinging a weapon, so it, it's just taking that into account. If if they if it ties in fluidly with the new and the new patch doesn't break it with the whole, you know, unarmed combat kill cams, 
This is going to be sweet. I want to play it. Um, apparently, the unarmed and the unarmored perk abilities operate independently of one another, so you are able to experiment with it. So if you want to be wielding a one-hander but wear, you know, no armor, uh, you can totally be a, a nudist. Or not a nudist, a, uh, <laughs> a sword wielder. <laughs> or if uh, you want to wear light armor and beat people up, you could totally, you know, be the tank that doesn't need an axe to punch people in the face. And there's also uh, perks like what's called Chi Strike, which is an unarmed power attack, which uh, has this a This actually to... adds a new consolation? Yeah, it... well, it, apparently it overwrites the two-handed skill tree. Yeah, it removes Ooh. that. Ooh, that's bad. Apparently I don't like it that. adds in skills that would be, you know, like, since you can't enchant your hands, it adds skills that attack for stamina and magicka damage, or so even have a chance with to disarm. Doing something like that is if, well, I can make a new character and, and do this with this mod, but every time I want to go play my other character, my two-handed red guard BA, I have to turn this mod off. Every time. Right, right. Yeah, this is this is the kind of thing where, you know, if you you would start a new character, you know, based on this mod and then, you know, play through the game and then after that, <clears throat> you know, maybe uninstall it. This is this is basically for the guys that have played the game already and and are are looking for, you know, they still want to play but they feel like they've experienced everything in the game or at least close to it and they're looking for a new experience. Like this would be good for those guys. You know, oh, they yeah, still no, want to play the that. game. They still want to, you know, experience something new. And you know, this might be, this would be good for them. Right, and, and it is a lot of fun. And as uh, Dave was mentioning before, yeah, um, I have actually seen some of the kill cam shots with this, mm-hmm. uh, with this mod so far. And you know, a couple of them, and it probably ties into the melee uh, kill cam shots that come in with the, with the latest patch, one point five. Is that yeah, some of the kill cam moves will involve you know a suplex. <laughs> suplex move which kills the target or I've seen you know my character has done the uh, you know the over the shoulder throw uh, for the kill cam shot and one of the others too I've seen is that my character will actually elbow lock the target okay come up to it uh, bring it to its knees and then just do three quick hand strikes to the neck collarbone area of the target with the blood flowing <laughs> so you've got that I've seen that happen in the game right they need to have oh, something like kill cam, like you would see in um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons, or whatever it is. One mm-hmm. of them where they like press multiple pressure points, and they just stiffen up and just fall over. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome! Yes, <laughs> as over the top of it is, it'll still be fun. Death. All right, guys, uh, we've got uh, Lou's lore segment is up next, and he's going to take us into part two of his Daedric artifacts.
fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. Okay, welcome back to the Elder Scroll Lose Lore segment. Lou, what do you got for us this week? All right. Uh, remember last week I brought us the uh, digital artifacts, and what I did last week was I covered just the weapons themselves. And I thought this week, just to follow up and give it some closure, part two, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted to bring the rest of the artifacts, you know, the other Daedric thingies <laughs> that are out there. All right, because I remember in the chat room people were mentioning other items, other Daedric items, but those weren't weapons, okay? Those were the other artifacts that were found within the game. So to help that out, here are the rest of them. And the first one I'm going to bring up is the Azura Star slash Black Star. Okay, and that weapon, what the item represents, Azura the Lady Twilight. All right, this artifact is one that has the ability to trap the souls of its targets. All right, for Azura Star, it's the white souls, all right, non-sentience. If you get the Black Star, however, it's going to trap, obviously, black souls. And those are the sentient beings, creatures within the game. All right, and the next one I'm going to bring up is the Augma Infinium. And this item represents Digit Prince Hermaeus Mora. Okay, it's a Tome of Knowledge, which will grant its reader a permanent skill boost amongst one out of three possible choices, all right? It gives us three paths. Path of Might, if you choose to use that, then it's going to give you a plus five to Heavy Armor, One-Handed, Smithing, Two-Handed, Archery, and Block. Hmm. Okay, if you choose the Path of Shadow, again, it's going to give you a plus five, but only to Light Armor, to Speech, Pickpocket, Alchemy, Sneak, and Lockpicking. Or, like me when I get it, for my Battle Mage, Path of Magic. <laughs> plus five to Destruction, Restoration, Conjuration, Illusion, Alteration, and Enchanting. So that's pretty nifty item. If you can get it, hey, by all means, do it. That sounds like an extremely powerful little little thing there. Yep. There's like a whole quest line involved on how to get it, too, which you know I'm not going to spoil for everyone. Um, Ogma the next one, Infinium in space. <laughs> All right, the next item, which we all have found or will find on our other playthroughs, the Skeleton Key. Ah, yes. <laughs> right? This item represents the Daedric Prince Nocturnal. That I will never turn in. Exactly. It's the unbreakable <laughs> lockpick. With this, the player can hold on to indefinitely as long as you not return to the Twilight Sepulcher, right? which is a tomb west of Falkreath. Hold on to it. Don't turn it in. What have you. Or unless whatever you're trying to do for your character that time, yeah, if you want to turn it in, fine. But you know what? You can have a lot of fun with this item. I intend to. <laughs> well, if you don't turn it in, you can't finish the full Thieves Guild quest. Exactly. So, so I, I would say, you know, maybe go on the game guides and plot out what you, you know, what quest you definitely may think you may need it. And then once you're done with those, then yeah, turn it in afterward. But, you know, <laughs> hold on to it for as long as you can. I intend to. Uh, the next one. The Ebony Male. This yes. represents Daedric Prince Bothea, ruling over deceit, plots of murder, conspiracy, and all the good stuff. All right, the armor comes with two enchantments, the muffle effect, and a poison damage over time ability. All right? It, that armor is the coolest thing ever. When you, yeah. uh, when you go into crouch, you get these black tendrils of shadow that crawl all over you. And, uh, oh, it's so epic. If you're near any hostile enemy, it slowly kills them. Ooh. <laughs> Crouching Boethia, hidden Lou. 
that, that storyline for the Ebony Mail is excellent also. Definitely oh, recommend it. And the next piece is the Ring of Hercene. Represents Hercene. Okay. Mm. <laughs> he presides over the hunt. Yeah, the cannibal. Sports no, no, the that's da- the hunter. Mm-hmm. Sports the danger. The chase and sacrifice of mortals. This item grants the player the ability to transform into a werewolf in a limited amount of times. Cool, provided that the player already has lycanthropy. Okay. Isn't there an achievement where you have to have a bounty in every city at the same time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe this ring is how you can get it in a snap. Yeah, uh, just he... by transforming into a werewolf in front of the people in the city and then going to another one and then transforming and doing it over and over again. Alright, and the next item, the Ring of Namira. <laughs> it mm. represents Namira, who presides over the ancient darkness, among other things. Uh, she's also known as the Mistress of Decay, the Devourer of the Dead. So, as you can guess, this ring grants the player a boost of plus 50 to stamina and will allow you to feed off of corpses. Mm, it's going to grant you a, yeah, <laughs> it's going to grant you health and a health regeneration boost. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I'll go gross, but <laughs> <laughs> zombie ring. But I'm still alive. Wow. The walking Skyrim. The hey. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. The walking Skyrim. <laughs> uh, the next piece I wanted to cover, the Savior's Hide. All right, this is created by the Dangerous Prince Hercene. Right, it's also I believe it ties back into the uh, the uh, ring quest. Okay, and this armor it grants you a boost to magic resistance by fifty percent and a boost to poison resistance by fifty percent. And while doing the research on this, they say this is actually a pretty good item if you're facing uh, the Thalmor, all right, especially or elves because the elves like to use poison, especially the Thalmor on their weapons and on the gear and their spells. So if you're finding those bad guys, this is definitely going to help you with those encounters. Or make it less painful for you if you're having issues. And the next item, the Spellbreaker. This represents the Dejic Prince Periate, the Lord of Pestilence. When you use this item, it kind of looks like a shield. The shield is going to protect you. It's going to create a ward-like effect. Really? That's what you shields from... do? Oh, yeah. I knew I was doing it <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it's going to protect you from magic damage. All right, up to 50 points of magic damage. All right, and this effect will refresh every time the user is blocking. But it also takes a little time for it to charge up, so to speak. So it may take a second for it to actually start kicking in. And the last item I wanted to cover is the Mask of Clavicus Vile. All right, this Dejic Prince, he represents wishes and eldritch deals. The mask carries three enchantments on it. One, it's going to lower prices or boost prices for you for merchants by 20%. All right, prices get 20% better for you dealing with merchants. It grants plus 10 to speech. Mm-hmm. And your magical will regenerate 5% faster. So nice. this is actually a yeah, pretty nice item. Or you can That's get the axe. Yes, or the axe. <laughs> Depending on what you want to do. Again, I would say maybe go through a read-through, find out you know, what exactly you want to do with your character. You know, would you prefer getting the mask, or do you want the axe? So, or, or go to a save. <laughs> or save the game beforehand before you have to make that choice. And figure out, oh, you know, this doesn't work. I want this one instead. <laughs> All right. All right. And we got uh, we got number ten here, uh, which is lose ring of correct pronunciation. Uh, this ring gives you a hundred uh, plus a hundred to speechcraft, <laughs> which allows you to say all these Daedric names correctly. <laughs> can only be equipped by people named Lou. <laughs> I, I love how he goes through this whole thing, and I'm like, name ring of, and, and 
what? And, and he's like, yeah, Ring of Demira, the 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 butt grabber of her scene, <laughs> the Daedric Prince of <laughs> Needlebrecker, and <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's funny that when you when you go into the wiki sites or even on the Elder Scrolls wiki sites. They actually have these names broken out. They actually give you the phonetical breakdown. These <laughs> names, like, oh, I just, oh, never mind. They did it for me. Nice, don't, Lou. <laughs> don't, don't be, don't, don't be that way. All right, you're awesome, and uh, and that's just the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah, the man. Yeah, yeah. All right, and that wraps up all the digital artifacts, weapons, apparel, other items. That's all of it in a nutshell. There you go. And again. If anyone has any ideas or they want to see things covered, by all means, send us an email. Or if you're a part of the website, hey, put a post up there. You know, let me see what you think. I'll drop some yes. comment in the forums. All right, um, Lou, great as always. Thank you very much. the uh, The two weeks of uh, Daedra items and artifacts has has been amazing. We got a lot of a lot of feedback from from your your Daedra weapon segment uh, last week and. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm. I'm sure we're going to get a quite quite the turnout in our email inbox for for this week as well. A lot of stuff in here I didn't know about. It's always it's always good to hear from this, hear about this stuff. All right. Um, Town Square is next. We're gonna we're gonna answer your emails. So enjoy. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. All right, here we are in the Town Square. Yes, here we are, Town Square emails and iTunes shoutouts. First up, we have the first chair email of the week, and this is by Josh Munez. And he says, hey guys, looking to get Skyrim on my PC going from PS3, and I want to know what mods you guys would suggest for any general PC player. I know you can get ones that fit your preference, but what mods have you found that fix those few interface or other game annoyances? Just wondering. P.S. I've never had any problems with the PS3 lag issue that some people said they have had. Love the show, Josh Munoz. Okay. So, um, I would like to say to Josh, um, I work with SkyUI to clean up my user interface. I, I love it. You'll actually see it featured on uh, my YouTube my YouTube channel. I have a video up there called "The Day I Became a Hero." Um, it kind of features my my Khajiit, you know, and his his RP uh, turning into a hero for the first time. In any event, uh, if you follow the show, you know what that's all about. Part of there, you see the user interface pop up because I'm trying to down some potions while while fighting a dragon, and you'll you'll see what that looks like. Uh, it's a great, it's a great user interface. I love it. I think it's a lot better than the one that that uh, Bethesda developed. Very, uh, very clean and um, very, very crisp. I also use Dovahkiin Hideout and Dovahkiin Retreat. That's that's kind of like a novelty thing. It's not really, it's not really something that that really adds functionality to the game. It's just kind of like my own little my own little home, uh, which we featured on the show many different times before. I believe there's also a arrow crafting mod that I use, but not too often, and a lockpicking mod that I use as well, which is great if you're if you're just starting out in the beginning of the game. You don't have a whole lot of lockpicks. Uh, Joe, what about you? Mods I use? Uh, just right now, Double King Hideout. Double King Hideout. All right, uh, Dave. Apple yeah, well, fine. <laughs> I thought you were done. What else? All right, what else? What else do you use, Joe? <laughs> I was saying I was using 
the blacksmithing one where you able to smelt down armor. I forgot the name of it. Someone, someone's smelting. And then I was using the lockpick one is like you and the Fletcher. Yeah. Easy arrows. But then one of those broke my Skyrim at one of the patches, so I haven't turned it back on yet. Um, Dave? I'm not. You don't? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm using HD Texture Pen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, yeah, that's a good one. What about you, yeah. Lou? Um, right now, the, yeah, the Texture Pack, Mod Pack, that's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I also use Sky UI. And for a new player, like Josh is saying he is, I would also recommend the... I've, you know, I've been using it for so long, like I keep getting the names. The map mod that puts the roads and pathways onto the map itself. Um, yeah, I think that's called... I think it's something called um, Better Better Roads, something like that. Better Roads in Skyrim, something like, or, or Hand-Drawn Roads in Skyrim. I think that's what it's called. Right, yeah, that one I used because actually for a new player, it can be a little daunting or maybe frustrating as well when you can't really see a, a, a well-defined path or at least some hint of a pathway of how to get around these these obstacles, you know, like the hills, the valleys, the mountains can be, you know, I, I hate seeing people take 25 minutes out of the way so you realize, oh, crap, I can't get over this hill now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and having to fight the way back down again, that definitely does help. And if Josh is going to be making multiple characters, you know, unlike me, I don't use it, but, you know, the, uh, what's that one mod that helps organize your save files? Hmm. Gosh, you know what? I'll probably get back to him on that one. But other than that, Josh, I would say there's plenty out there. Again, you could use curse.com, cursegaming.com, or Skyrim Nexus. They've got tons of stuff, and they can break it out for you. And just the sheer breadth of choices is amazing. So have at it. Yeah, I, I, we, the show usually pulls its mod suggestions off of Skyrim Nexus. They, the website has a lot more, I think, than than curse um however curse is a great outlet too don't don't discount them from the outset if you can't find what you're looking for on skyrim nexus try curse they're they're a great mod site but i think for skyrim they're um a lot of most people go to skyrim nexus so uh i think they have a bit more all right dave you want to give us this uh this next email then a really long one (laughs) 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 um Hey guys, great show. I've written in uh, once before for DLC ideas, but got cut due to time... Re- is this the same dude? No, it's a no, different it's, dude. No, it's a different... Same, named Josh. Same Josh, Different yeah. guy named Josh. Okay. I don't run into this many Joshes in real life. Why? <laughs> they just like team up, man. Josh, Josh, Josh. Um, anyway, uh, These great guys show. Should... I've written in once before about DLC ideas, but got cut due to time restraints. Figured I'd try again anyway. I've got two quick tips for newcomers to Skyrim. Uh, let me know if you think they're good or just playing Khajiit. First, you can enchant all those random pieces of clothing you find in wardrobes and cabinets. Taking this stuff and making sets for smithing and alchemy is a great way to always have crafted gear in your inventory when traveling. Uh, so for those, I have smithing, smithing gloves and shirt, which only have a combined weight of one pound, in opposing to having smithing gauntlets and armor, which can weigh a ton. I have the same thing for alchemy, including a chef's hat that I found, and now I wear it while I'm mixing potions, Uh, again, for a total weight of one. (laughs) (laughs) The second tip I have for followers, I hear a lot of people complaining about their followers uh, getting in the way by running in front of them uh, when when fighting. 
I solved this by getting magic-oriented followers and only giving her stabs to use. That way she always stays in the rear and has some pretty strong weapons at her disposal. Just thought I'd share. Keep up the good work. Josh R. Okay. Well, great. Thanks, Josh. And uh, yes, these are all of these are great tips. Um, I like actually, a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but <laughs> it's it's you know definitely. I, I thought it was pretty pretty good information. I haven't. I thought very clever too with the enchanting. Yeah. Well, what, the, what, and what is that? Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Trying to squeeze into a tire or something. <laughs> <laughs> This thing squeaks. This headset. God, yeah. I tell mean, me about like, it. The, that thing was the bane of my existence when I was editing the Star Wars show. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Well, Josh, your email's not playing because you, you're good there, buddy. All good stuff. Uh, Joe, you want to get the next one? Yeah, I'll make sure I mute next time I decide to adjust the headset. <laughs> <laughs> Another Josh. We got three Josh. Josh. That's what I'm wow. saying. Like they're everywhere. Josh Muniz. Josh R and Josh S. <laughs> All right, Josh S says, oh, "I got that S sound stuck in my mouth now." Quick question: Why can't you make danger weapons legendary? That's you a can. Good, that's a good question. Thanks, Josh. All right, I'm <laughs> <laughs> these guys. You know what these yes, guys sir. need to do? They need to get together and form a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> Three Joshes and a Skyrim. <laughs> They're Cylons, dude. Don't mess with them. They're clones. Mm. <laughs> yeah, why can't we make Daedra weapons legendary? Anyone? anyone can. Know? I've done it. You can. Sure can. You can improve them. You gotta get the middle perk in the smith or the uh, yeah the smithing tree that allows you to improve magic weapons. Hmm. Once you get that, if you don't have the if it also depends on what the Daedra weapons made of. Most of them are made out of ebony. So you have to have at least go past Ebony into the Dragon or Daedra tree in order to get a high level of improvement on the Daedra weapons. And it's always great to have that potion of smithing. Yes, but yeah. find them, take them, steal them. <laughs> I've got at least two of them that are legendary quality right now. Okay. All right, next email goes to Lou. All right, our next email comes from Brandon V., Brandon writes in, so I've noticed a lot, and even more after I've listened to the show, that most people who roleplay end up turning good. Why do you think that is? I'm starting a roleplay now where I start out good, but then slowly turn evil as a civil war corrupts me. Thoughts? Hmm. Well, here, here's the one thought that I had when I read this. How do you get around the idea that you are, in fact, doing a heroic action by saving Skyrim from, from the dragons? I mean, I would... if if this sounds like to me that the kind of thing that you want to plan out well in advance, I would take care of the Dovahkiin quest chain first, then do like the thieves guild and the assassins guild or, you know, something like that. You know, he said he wanted to have the civil war kind of be like a turning point for his character, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe do the Dovahkiin quest chain, then the civil war, then the thieves guild, then the assassins quest chain, because the dark brotherhood quest chain is, is dark. It really is dark. you play it just like you would play from someone coming back from war, you know? It's a mental syndrome. Yeah. That would be that would be the way that I could see this, you know, working out. You know, I always wondered, Bloodlust, um, you know. What if the milk drinker actually was the real king, you know, the good guy in this entire story? 
And uh, Alduin stopped him from being executed at the beginning because that was the right thing to do. He was actually saving the world. And you mess everything up by killing all the dragons and the milk drinker and everything else. Maybe you're the you know the the, the douchebag, the true bad guy. Maybe you're the bad guy in this whole situation. Well, there's there's definitely dun, a faction dun, dun. out there that's got that perspective of you. So. Well, the nice thing about role playing is you can pretty much make it any way you want. Maybe this guy has a dual personality, just sick in the head. Yeah. Which or would, female, which would matter. fit in the Dark Brotherhood question. <laughs> uh, oh, definitely would. Yeah. Um, okay, let me get the last one. Uh, this comes from Connor M, and he says, "Love the Lord Daedric weapons." Got a random question. If you could have any weapon from Skyrim in real life, what would you want, including the effects? From Connor M. Connor, I would definitely go with the <laughs> Lightbringer. I think that's what it's called. Uh oh. What's What's Dave chuckling at? <laughs> the Wabajack. The w- <laughs> Wabajack. Wabajack. <laughs> 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 Joe, what about you? Probably have to be the uh, the ebony, the ebony sword. Ebony sword. Yep, it's the the katana that you get in that little hidden room. Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. girl that whispers you that you have to you know kill friendlies to suck up their soul and get healed every time you kill something. It oh, looks right. cool. That's why I want it. Wow. Add to my katana collection. So would you would you make it more powerful and and kill you know your family members and your friends? <laughs> Uh, not the family. Uh, Ivar went out run hey. if I got it. Um, oh, great. Hey, you better <laughs> that answer carefully because your homies are sitting right here, man. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Oh, no, no, not friends. Not never friends. No, no. It would just be like random <laughs> real life NPCs. Uh. <laughs> real life NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lou? Wow, tough choice. Um, yeah. If I could, probably Mayroon's Razor. Although the Ebony Blade would be. <laughs> close second you know just for the chance to that is to kill that's right you know have it have 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 it have just be done <laughs> you know yeah Lou would just walk around randomly poking people <laughs> yep <laughs> you're a d-bag <laughs> got you <laughs> okay uh five star review shout outs first of all we want to thank everybody in all the various different countries who have turned out this week to say hey you guys do a good show and i appreciate it so much i'm going to do five stars right here on itunes thank you very much to everyone it it really helps out the show quite a bit um joe why don't you take care of this i was afraid you were going to say that (laughs) (laughs) i give you the power and you turn it on me i'll tell you what why don't you take it down to australia and i'll I'll pick up from canada down (laughs) all right so america five star review shout outs michael d Zargle, dude playing Doodle Jump. <laughs> uh, Timothy F. Atticus D7. Atticus. 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 Dan- <laughs> Atticus. Daniel, one, two, three. Biggieson. Biggieson? Biggieson. 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 Okay, moving on. From Australia, we have Gary R. and Jbax. From Canada, we have Gunther188. And from the UK, we have Half Fat Milk Drinker Wilch. <laughs> <laughs> Half Fat Milk Drinker Wilch. 
Uh, final thoughts. I, I just want to I want to say thanks to Joe for uh, taking time out of his his vacation to hang out with us and uh, turn the tables around a little bit. We thought we were going to be without him again this week, and and he, he you know it was really nice you know to show up and take time out. That's my pleasure. I missed you guys way too much. Oh it's god, kind of scary. There's um there's other things that, that we should be bringing up to uh, forums. We have forums. You guys want to check out our forums? You can go to uh, any of our websites. Um, Skyrim off the record at G- uh, Skyrim off the record wordpress.com. You can find a, a link to our forums from there. Join up. Shout at us. What else? Uh, send us send us emails uh, if you want to if you want to be on the network and and be considered for a a uh, hosting position. We've got we've got shows coming up. We want to do them, but we need personnel. So please uh, send us an MP3 call. It doesn't matter what you say. You could say this is my MP3 call and uh, I'm talking for three minutes. So unfortunately, I'm going to bore you and I own you for three minutes. And you you actually will own us for three minutes. So <laughs> we will listen. <laughs> we we want to know about your gaming experiences, what you're interested in, that kind of thing. Indeed. What else? Uh, live stream. We do we do live stream every week of Skyrim. Joe's uh, Joe's got one coming up. Uh, when's that going to be? I do it every Tuesday night at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. Same live channel that we use for recording and everything. So just go to any of our websites and go to live, and I'll be there. All right. Did I forget anything, Joe? What, what am I missing? I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, no, we're good. All right. Everything um, else is in how to reach us. So. Doghouse Systems. Let me let me throw this one out one more time. DoghouseSystems.com. Look, guys, if you want a great gaming rig, all right, go to DoghouseSystems.com. Plug in the code off the record, all one word. You're going to get double the memory, 150 to 100 dollar value, uh, all for free at Doghouse Systems. Uh, Joe, what do you got for us? What's your final thought on this show? I don't have too many final thoughts because I really wasn't expecting to be on for more than like five minutes. <laughs> but uh, it was really weird being a fourth chair on my own show. <laughs> guest host. I felt like a guest host. It was kind of cool. Um. Okay. All right. There we go. And Lou, what about you? Final thoughts? Wow, we got a lot going on with the 1.5 patch that's out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm having a ton of fun with these new mods. I'm checking out, experimenting with my new character. And since Bethesda released, you know, just a tiny portion of what they did in Game Jam. I, I cannot wait to see now, next few weeks, next couple of months, as to what they're going to release. You know, that all that potential yeah. <laughs> that's at their fingertips right now. I just can't wait to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to to what's what's coming out. Exactly. Uh, Dave, final thought. I'm really, really, really hoping they don't make an MMO. All right, I think we're officially not going to have Dave Adams on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, how to reach us? Uh, Skyrim off the record dot wordpress dot com. Skyrim off the record dot wordpress dot com. You can go there for everything about this show. You can access. You can access. You can access everything. You can access our email, which is Skyrim Off the Record at Gmail dot com. Um, you can access all of our episodes from there. On our, uh, you can download it as an MP three. You don't like iTunes? You don't have to worry about it. Just go to Skyrim Off the Record dot WordPress dot com. You can access our our forums from from there as well. Uh, everything about this show is there. Our Facebook, our Twitter. If you want to tweet at us or tweet at the show, Skyrim Off the Record. You can tweet at Skyrim OTR. If you want to say hi to Joe, tweet him. Tweet at him at 
author J.R. Wilson, at author J.R. Wilson. Me, if you want to tell me I'm an idiot, that's okay. At Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lewis is the man with lore. If you got something for him. Dude, you're a mind reader. I was just tweeting you that. Dude. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Wow. I need to take Vicodin. Uh, <laughs> if uh, you want to tweet at Lewis, go to at GamerGuy, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y, 1-1-B, GamerGuy11B. And Dave, our brand new host on the network, as of as of probably like two hours ago. <laughs> you heard it here live. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, Dave is at Dienforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. You can say congratulations and welcome to our Quest Gaming Network family. And as always, Skyrim Off Record is a... You know what, Joe? You're here. Why don't you say this? This is the producer's line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I was a producer today. No, uh, you're always Skyrim producer. Skyrim the Record <laughs> is a Quest Gaming Network production. Indeed. Say goodbye, Joe. Boost for all you all next week. Take care, guys. Be safe. Take care, everyone. Thank you, everyone, chat for being here. Hope to see you all again next week. Later, y'all. Say bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Well, hopefully it'll stay, you know, straight and won't be intermittent. Like, but it, that, but. So yes, we're screwing with you. (laughs) (laughs) So what'd you think of the material for today's show? I'm sorry, I was hacking up Flynn. Um, I like I like what we're doing here with the Elder Scroll, Daedric Artifacts Part Part de. Part de. <laughs> de. How do you how do you say that in French? I mean, I know we, as Americans we probably destroy that whole thing. Yeah, French had Part de. De, de, do, do, Bakin. That's sorry. De, as Glass Buyer says, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> de. <laughs> the correct yeah. pronunciation is as an American, you don't. You don't. Don't even try it. You don't. Just don't touch it. Don't even do it. <laughs> when you when you actually go to the Philippines, there's like American tourists there that try and talk to you, and they talk in that way, and you you basically like tell them halfway through, like, "Bro, I'm from Brooklyn." <laughs> yeah, there's people have just spoken louder, or, or it's just the snippets of conversation that they'll blurt out when they think that you don't speak the language. Yeah. And then I will say in my normal voice, um, yeah, I can understand you. I'm from New York City, so what's the problem again? <laughs> <laughs> and the looks on their faces is just priceless. <laughs> do you really got to do that? Like right next to my computer while we're trying to record, you're going to lick yourself? <laughs> Does that make you feel better? Does that make you feel better about who you are? What the hell did I do with that? Oh my! Leave it alone! Hang on, I gotta. This damn cat. Go! Go! Now he's gonna smack at me? No! People wish to make sure that the record button is going. <laughs> <laughs> Fusilda!